0: ladies and gentlemen to the 2022 edition of the musings on 39 podcast new year new us you're joined by me Tubbs, and i have my esteemed brothers in arms and to you my co hosts kian cam what's good what's up what's up yeah i think we can all the last few months of 2021 was a bit hectic for all of us and uh Yeah, let's kick off 2022 with a bang.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, let's hope that this year has less COVID than previous years. Um, Yeah, it's kind of getting a little bit boring, but uh, the world seems to be going back to normal, which is good.
0: Yeah, it's especially, you know, the only abnormal thing is the fact that Keanu got a job in the meantime. Yeah,
1: he's entered the financial realm of the world. I'm very, very excited for him. But I'm sure he can elaborate
2: more on his current position. Mm, nothing to elaborate. All's good on my side. Entered a new chapter of my life. Uh, and I thought let's jump to this whole podcast and just get it going. I want to hear from you guys. New Year's resolutions. Overrated, underrated, worth it, stupid. What, what's your thoughts? Because obviously New Year's a new thing. Everyone does it every year so what's your thoughts
1: it's good in principle put it that way whether it's good in practice is a completely different scenario That that's my standpoint because often we find that whether it be ourselves or other people everyone all of a sudden christmas comes right and just before you get to like january in those last few days of um, December all of a sudden everyone's on social media New Year's resolutions etc etc it's just like okay what's different this year from last year almost or or what what's what you're gonna do different because I, I often see people have all these big things and sometimes people need to remember it's not about you know how big th- the goal is it's about also setting something that's attainable because you need to almost get into the routine of making sure that you do something before you start going for big things. So that's what I mean. It's, it's good in principle, um, but, you know, sometimes I think people overestimate what is physically achievable in, in a given space of time.
0: In my opinion, it's easy to really set up a um, New Year's resolution. However, the most difficult thing is finding that consistency. Yeah,
1: and the discipline.
0: Exactly, exactly. Like, you can easily just say, I want to start writing or I want to do more art. But the thing is, like, you'll start for the first week and then you'll just slowly work yourself out of that momentum, out of that whole new mindset that you're trying to set up for yourself. It's always such a massive challenge. I mean, I have um, attempted multiple times to create a... New Year's resolution, it does tend to work, however, it doesn't work out exactly when I, when I anticipate I would start.
1: You know, often we forget that humans are creatures of habit, right? So for example, it's going to be, inc- not impossible, but incredibly difficult, for example, let's say you, you weigh X, right, and let's say X is on the plus side of the scale. Because most people's New Year's resolutions as of late tend to be fitness inclined or physique inclined because we live in a social media age. So now this plus size person, plus size meaning on the heavier side of the scale, wants to be on the minus side of the scale. So, you know, go in the opposite direction, lose weight. That comes with a completely different state of mind. Of course, it comes with eating less food, being more active and whatnot. But you can't expect to go from one end of the of the scale to the complete other end it's just not going to happen in what most people are like no i want to get there in six months or in a year it takes time it goes with everything if you've created a habit whether that be good or bad and you want to break that habit consider how long you've been practicing that habit that's going to play a role in your adherence to this new goal that, that that you have in plan but if you've been consistently waking up late for the past year, two years, don't expect to wake up at five o'clock every morning and not be tired, for argument's sake. But, but that's just my points on the whole discipline. And
0: you know, you have to also be able to understand the difference between work and parties.
1: I always thought of you if when you work hard, play hard. But what is hard work? A builder, take a builder. They work what, 18 hour days? That's hard work. Someone doing an accounts job that could also be hard work. It's all dependent on perspective, you know So it's only an individual can know whether they've worked as hard as they can but a lot of the time people cut themselves short on How hard they really can push themselves because of comfort, and that's just the society that we live in at the moment But I want to hear from Keanu So you you brought up this question Was there anything that's happened or just curiosity or something that you saw that made you think? Are these things good are they not good do they have a place in society what's your standpoint to be honest
2: i personally enjoy it and the reason for asking is i actually saw last year's resolution that i made and having a look at it i realized okay i didn't achieve some things i did achieve others and then there were things which are completely out of my life so it's something where I thought, I want to grow in this direction or this project. But then maybe this project came to an end due to any reason, whatever the reasons were. And I'm thinking to myself, Yo, I want to grow this. And that was my New Year's resolution. But I didn't even make it until June because the project came to an end. So that's where I was thinking. Like, obviously, as you mentioned, the physique thing, January, everyone's in the gym. Everyone's taking out new memberships. Goes well for a month, maybe a month, week, two weeks, three weeks, and then they slowly filtrate out, and most of the people don't come back. There's some new guys that stick and some ones that just never come back. So, yeah, that's the only reason I brought it up. I wanted to see is it like, is there a point in doing it? Or is it just like, just another cliche thing that people just do?
1: Well, I have a question. You know how in school we we get learnt about how to set, I think it's smart goals. I think sometimes people forget to do that when they set New Year's resolutions because you also need to be careful not to set a goal that's so easily attainable that you could do it in a week. But you also need to be careful not to set something that's like way out there. Like we, We often talk about football and we have teams with probably New Year's resolutions who are like, no, you know, we want to do this. If we look at like Norwich, for example, they, they wanted a New resolution was probably at the start of the season was, you know, we actually want to stay up this year. But you can't do that when you don't change anything.
0: I see you're already starting to take digs at Arsenal.
1: No, but but, but my point is that I wasn't trying to get onto football. My, my point was just that it's, it, it's, it happens everywhere. It's not just like Johnny over there has these big goals and now someone's telling them you need to change your world it's meant to be difficult people if you want anything worthwhile in life i'm telling you right now you're not going to get given it on a silver platter and if you do you're not going to appreciate it and no i'm not saying that people who are fortunate in life and whatnot don't appreciate the things that they have i'm not saying that at all i'm just generalizing here yo look look
2: i know you're going on about hard work and determination and whatnot and i think you are correct, and that's what you need. You need discipline and whatnot to achieve your, your goals. But I think it is very difficult when uh, you mentioned there to get home and maybe watch some Netflix or whatever. But, like, I can I can only imagine if you're starting to work very early in the morning or whatever, and you work the whole day and you get home. And now, also, there's a lot of, like can I say, external factors that can cause a problem because possibly – You've got a wife and children home and now you work until five you get home or you go straight to gym you're there until let's say seven you get home you greet your kids your wife you spend a bit of time with them next minute it's you still need to eat in that time you probably need to get to bed because you need to start work again next time you look it's past 10 and you have spend no time so i think it's very difficult to find the right balance of achieving your own goals if it is we're talking about
1: i agree but but then you have to talk about priorities the thing is
2: that a lot of things need to fall into place yes
1: i agree with that but the longer you don't look at it the bigger the problem becomes
2: yeah but it's also what you want as you said like in the end of the day i think sure a lot of people want to look better and be more fit but also are you going to give up two three hours of gym time for argument's sake and not spend it with your family and your children or are you going to rather work on yourself for those three hours and not spend time with your wife and children so it's a very look i'm generalizing about one specific thing
1: so let's just remove the whole gym factor let's say someone wants to change something tell that person then stop buying kfc stop buying mcdonald's but then you're gonna. But then they're gonna to say to me, yeah, Yo, you know, but I work from nine to five, and then you know, I, you know, I don't have time to cook when I get home, so I swing past Baptiste." What what the point is that if you want it, you can find a way. It's not no, gonna you, be you're easy. You're right there. You're right there.
2: But did I think then you gotta find that nice line between, le, like, just having or enjoying your life, or actually just tormenting yourself until you achieve it. So. It's a very exactly. thin line. But
1: that depends on what you want, does it well, not? It's a very thin line. Norwich wants to win the Premier League, but that's not going to happen in the next 20 years. And then something drastically changes. No, I get where you're coming from, dude. Just but saying, you know like, what, they, they, they can try by investment. Yeah, like, right?
2: but it's such, as I said, it's so hard because I feel like it's a unique situation. That's why New Year's res- resolutions are so... So then tell
1: me, the, 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 let's take Person X, right? Mm. They let let's let's stereotype now. They're male. They are father of two, and they work Monday to Friday, eight to five, All right? Now, I don't know. What 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 do you think? Does he drop the children off at school? Maybe he does. So then, why not go to gym from five to six?
2: Right, you go to gym five to six. Cool, you awake, ready yeah. for the day. He at one o'clock. Now, you, you, you're not doing your work properly because you've been awake since 4 a.m. which you need to do your gym. So Then you're thinking to yourself, oh, now, nah, what can I do? Maybe drink the energy drink or do this so I can just get some energy going. Again, there's probably other alternatives, but I'm just saying there's a, now I'm tired. I'm messing around at work. I'm getting shat on that from my boss. Now you go home. Now you like, okay, do I go gym again? Do I go home to my folks?
1: Don't you think that's just an excuse? I would
2: say it is an excuse but it also is a reality unfortunately because
1: there, there, there's a clip of kobe bryant and this one guy was like this not not, not everyone's uh, i don't know so don't quote me on it but civil for people who don't have talent or what not to to reach that and he says i think you're just talking about an excuse that man was always there before and after even big boy ronaldo people say how he's at practice an hour before and he's there an hour after a whole day of training. You don't think that, that man wakes up some days and he's like, yo, my body's sore, my body's tired. But you don't get to be the goat, oh, for argument's sake, if it's not that. What It's a ment- it's a mentality game.
2: I think that there's a thin line, dude. I really do. And that's why I'm not for or against one or another. That's the problem. It's not like I'm saying, oh, you are wrong. You need to understand that. I'm just saying, dude, like there's unfortunate obstacles in the way which can cause an issue that's what i'm saying like as i said one thing leads to another you give up one so it's the same like okay i want to stay up tonight till 1 a.m to watch liverpool play against whatever sorry i'm talking about football again but okay cool i watch the game i enjoy the game i have to con like consciously know tomorrow i might not be peak performance level because I've only gotten four hours of sleep and that's where I'm coming kind of, you got to kind of sacrifice okay but then if I do something wrong tomorrow or something does not work out then you you have to think to yourself like yo, oh, if I just maybe didn't watch the last five minutes or they don't have to wait for the managers to say something before I went to bed then maybe you're like okay next time just watch the game and then go to bed You see what I'm saying? Like, it's not necessarily an excuse, but it's you realizing, like, I need to find a new way to solve my problem because this isn't working for me. As I said, I'm not for or against what you were saying. Like, I'm all for hard work and discipline and achieving your goals. But I also know, like, a lot of people can't achieve achieve it because, like, life falls, life changes, life moves. So... Some people fall out of the the cycle of discipline and routine. You you guys are completely right. It
0: is entirely a mentality thing. However, though, it's also a matter of, you know, what resources you have, you know, to achieve these goals.
2: Well, look, you're correct, Tabs. I think oh, look, we're going down a rabbit hole here from a simple question. That's why I was just saying, like, I get the people that don't make the New Year's resolutions of becoming these physique animals because life happens man sometimes if you don't go today you don't go tomorrow then suddenly it just becomes easier not to go yeah
1: look i think just just for everyone listening we are generalizing here more towards the fitness side we're not saying that everyone's Year's resolutions have to be fitness inclined it's just merely an example
0: it's you know generally almost everyone in the world yeah, i mean fitness kind of is thing. popping
1: off all around the world at the moment and rightly so especially with the rise of covid people wanting to be healthier and whatnot but you know it it just starts somewhere
0: you know you're making good and valid points here but you also have to figure you can't forget one important thing is that's also time you can't go in and and expect to see changes after a couple of weeks
1: rome wasn't built in a day so don't expect to go back to where you were happy with yourself like this you know it's a it is a process and it's a journey. And I know people get all worked up with that whole word journey, but you know, you need to, you know, it's you're always improving. You're always setting new goals, new targets. Life is so big and so beautiful. Like why am I only limiting myself to one thing? But if you just keep on finding the same old, same old thing. It's the same with like certain football teams and whatnot, same old transfer strategy, directors in charge. And then the fans keep thinking a different result is going to change or going to happen.
0: I'll go back to my previous statement that it also depends on what resources you have to your disposal. But, um, you know, moving, um, moving into uh, football, uh, if you guys are keen to or if you have anything else to say about the previous topic.
2: I guess just to sum it up quickly and that simple yes-no answers will be appreciated, is New Year's resolutions needed? Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. And yourself?
2: Cool. Sweet. Thank you.
0: And yourself?
1: Yourself. <laughs> and no, you? you? Can not just
2: ignore the question? Oh, sorry. I didn't hear it. What was the question?
0: Yes, it's the same question you asked us, but directed at oh, you. Oh, now you're
2: reversing it. Una reverse. Uh, Do I think it's necessary...
1: Yes. Talking about, team, uh, talking about people doing it again and again, in the past week or so, we've seen certain football teams do things again and again and again and expecting a different answer. Most notably, we have, it brings great joy to my heart to say this, but we have the Evertonians who seem to be going around and around in a circle and nothing seems to be changing.
0: Yeah, but you guys sabotage him, you guys got the no, whole. You know, no, 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 uh, you guys got the inside man. You're you saying Rafa, Rafa, and
1: they say Rafa kamikaze himself just to bring down Everton.
0: Rafa's gonna get a statue outside. I heard he's linked Anfield. to
1: Newcastle, by the way.
0: But that would be like the second, yeah, time. but he shouldn't
1: have left in the first I place. Mean, it was what's that chap, Mike Ashley.
0: I mean, I actually wouldn't mind seeing Rafa back at Newcastle. They were pretty I think decent. he'd be better than Eddie Auer right now. Well, especially now the fact that he could get an actual budget, yeah, proper transfers uh, coming in, like Digne. That's something that I could never expect.
1: Do you think? Do you think that whole situation with Digne? Do you think that was between him and Rafa, or do you think he was taking a dig more at the board? At the board. Okay. I think it was definitely aimed at the ball. Okay. And my fellow scouts what's your opinion on the whole Everton thing?
2: Yo, man, I think there's core problems throughout the team. I think the recruiting is probably the thing that's let them down the, the most. I think the overspending on, like, Iwobi, Sigurdsson, Allen and Co, and whoever more. James, oh gosh, it's just been a, it's been a reject hub and unfortunately everything has just not changed or everything's come to end now with rafa which i had high hopes for and there are some shining lights in that team like i think covered lewin's decent i think richarlison on his day can be decent so can't say i feel bad
1: do you think Everton impulse buy too much
2: i don't think they impulse i just don't know why they why they pay the fees. Like, the one that jumps to mind is the Sigurdsson one. I think they paid 50 million.
1: Oh, Sigurdsson's a good player, bro.
2: Isn't he still, like, in jail? Hey, hey. On that topic. <laughs> you soon. paid 50 million for a pedophile.
1: But that's, what Everton, that's the British tax. They signed him from Swansea.
2: No, I don't think it's the tax said I just think that's the...
1: I think if he was... If he signed for Liverpool... If he signed for Liverpool, because we were interested in him at the time, I think he would have been a completely different yeah. player.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, Cam did mention it. British tax is definitely, like, that's the whole case just, of Oh, it's
1: even the case with Grealish. I mean, Grealish is nowhere near 100 million.
0: He's not worth 100 million, not a chance. I
2: mean, it's also the same with Maguire. Is it tax or is it just inflated Premier League market? It's, a it's Premier inflated League market.
1: market. And tax plays part of the role, but it's definitely the market. And I mean, like, if you're a smaller team, why wouldn't you? Like, if you're Burnley, you just sold wood for twenty five million See, that's pounds. That's ridiculous for me, dude. You, you give me twenty five million, and I'll go get you someone. I'll go get him, Cuckoo from is it Salzburg or Leipzig? Leipzig? Leipzig. But my point is that we we played thirty million for Tiago.
2: Twenty eight million. Just
1: saying. Twenty eight. Okay, cool. Well, my 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 point is that like Digne signed for what twenty three million? He's he. In the Premier League market, was less than Wood.
2: Yeah, look, I, uh, I don't know how I feel about him, but that is fine. That's a different conversation. We focus on Everton now.
1: Only around circles around United. So, let me
2: let me quickly ask you guys something. But
0: are you guys a little bit bitter about Coutinho to Villa? Now you also
2: going off the topic. I love it.
0: But it's just it's just a quick question. But I, also like I'm also hearing rumors that. Uh, we might be seeing Suarez at Villa.
1: Ah, all, all power to it, man. Stevie G knows what he's doing. I'm a big fan of Coutinho. I think he'll bring a lot of experience, a lot of talent. He's that talisman who can receive the ball in his side, of the half, and run it into the opposing sides. He can hit one from range. He can create. Pretty much has it all. That's why he's called the magician. So, you know, and I think bringing someone like a Suarez who could probably mentor someone like a Watkins, I think more more power to it. I mean, if Villa get a good run of results, now that's a big if, they could maybe sneak Conference League.
0: Talk Talking about Conference League, how the f*** did uh, Tottenham not make it through? I know they had a lot of postponements of matches.
1: So just on that, Keanu, is it... This is just me, this is Tubbs like a little child with ADHD, bro. He can't focus on one thing. He'll like, look at something. <laughs> and then he'll see something else and be like, oh. There's been
0: so much that happened in, in the past few months and we've been away from each other for, for quite some time. So, hey, of course I'm going to be like jumping around asking questions.
1: Keanu, what's your opinion?
2: <laughs> on Tubbs jumping topics, you when know, I'm trying to focus on Everton. Um, but... <laughs> I'm assuming we're talking about Villa now. So Aston Villa uh, Look, I had a private discussion with you and I still feel that way I've mentioned to Cameron that I didn't say they are I'm saying I hope That Aston Villa don't become a reject hub like Everton are Because I, I just don't want their transfer models to go down the drain because Coutinho to me, he is fantastic to watch However, he's been a reject at Barcelona. Unfortunately, you can say what you want.
1: I don't think he was managed properly at Barcelona.
2: No, you—that that is true. I think there was no... He wasn't
1: played in the right position. No, there
2: was no position for him. But irrelevant, long of the short is that it was unfortunately a reject. He got moved out after there was tons of money spent on him. And I'm hoping from the first few minutes I've seen of him at Villa entertaining, exciting, I think he got an assist and he scored or he might have been involved in the first goal and then the the second goal he scored so I'm hoping it works out for him as Cameron said, it would have been nice to see him in, in red but I think the Liverpool are not the happiest with him leaving or when he left so I'm not saying the supporters I think the management of the club are probably not the most ecstatic with him but you can't, you, kind of, you can't
0: exactly be upset with him for the way he left. I mean, it wasn't the same. I mean, you could, you could
2: argue that the way no, that Sterling then, to left. The, both man, the same manner, Coutinho faked like a back injury. Pretended
1: to be injured. Back yeah.
2: injury so he doesn't
1: And it. we were having a good run in the Prem. And we were having a good run in Champions League. I think if Coutinho had have been in our team for that Champions League final against Madrid, we probably would have won. Look, as I said, I'm not going to comment on
2: that or statement. I'm just saying, like, I think there's a little bit of unwritten beef.
1: But also, I think, just going back to the core of this, I mean, if you look at what Villa have done, even under Dean Smith, they were very clever with recruitment. Look, they've been unfortunate with injuries to Leon Bailey. Um, Matty Cash has been absolutely incredible. Mm, he's been. Um, I do think they are soon going to have to invest in centre-backs. But did you see how they sign people and it works? Look at Everton. I don't think that they've ever fully backed a manager. Ever since Moyes left, they've always been trying to plug a gap, trying to use a model. And I just think the owners are just as useless as United's owners. But United owners tend to stick with the manager for some time and back them somewhat in the transfer market. Whereas, you know, and that has its own pros and cons. But I mean, this this with, with Rafa and Ancelotti,
2: the best guy that was there was Martinez.
1: You think Martinez was better than Moyes?
2: I don't think he was better than Moyes. I just think that he was he was after Moyes, and he's probably been the best. He was the most consistent of all of I their mean, managers. But then,
1: what's changed then? I think that the Tron. I think what's happened is that the people at the top think that you can just throw money and you get good players. I I don't think under any circumstances why would you sign Alex Oxlby from Arsenal. Probably the best signing that they probably got during this whole time was probably Yannick Boulassi from uh, Crystal Palace, but then he was just plagued with injury from the moment yeah, he run.
2: Yeah, he was also not very good when he did play. So,
1: But they also didn't plug the gap that, that Lukaku left behind. You sign Rondon, who's been playing in the Chinese league for who knows how many years. There's no logic to what they do, but then yet their best player they let go for 23 million.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. I think you're right. I think the best the best signing for me that they've made this season, which has also kind of fallen off a little bit now, was Damari Gray.
1: Who do you have else there to support him? Alan is like a shadow of his former self when he was at Napoli. I
2: don't even know if he's still at the club.
1: Pickford, I've never seen someone who's so inconsistent in my life. In an Everton shirt, it's like he's (laughs) blind and an amputee. Nothing against MQTs. But when he plays for England, all of a sudden he's an absolute god of goalkeeping. Doesn't make sense. You know, there's so many different things that people are, that other teams have done, but Everton just sit there and they just stick with the same transfer model.
0: You can also say they mess up the entire thing with uh,
2: Rodriguez, with Hamas. Yeah, that was a big, that was that was a big balls up.
1: That, that was a very big balls up.
2: Yeah, they were chasing shirt sales and not quality on the field
1: and i mean there were sparks of brilliance but like you almost felt like it just it was a marriage that was always going to end up in divorce
2: yeah that's fair i think he fell off i don't know if he was ever good that's the worst but that's the thing do
1: they hype by that's what i said earlier do they hype by because now at the end of the halfway through the season right coming up this year at the end of the year we're going to have the world cup so the next january transfer window how many teams are going to hype by just because of the world cup that's true. It just doesn't make sense to me. It genuinely, genuinely does not make sense to me how they can be that. No, I think
2: the long and short. I think there's fundamental problems from the top to the bottom in the in the place, and I think it truly yeah. does need sorting out. And I think the worst probably is probably the the transfers and the fees they've paid. I think that's Do where the problem it's really because comes in.
1: Everton likes to think that they an elite club, but they're really not.
2: It's like the whole I think goal-setting
1: thing. It's like someone saying they want to become this absolute juggernaut in the space of a year, but are you there?
2: No, look. It starts with producing talent from the academy. It starts with producing the right performances and then you can go on after you need to get the right recruitment. You need to get the right staff. You need to get the right structure to become a champion. And I think... Well, not even a champion, just a contender or a top 5 or top 8 club.
1: Do you think luck is part of it?
2: I think circumstances and knock-on effects around you definitely. For example, if I think about that Leicester season when they won, they were brilliant, but nothing against them. They didn't get much points. It's just everything around them was very bad. But as I'm saying, I think they just need a break. They need, a, they need two signings that are just different, world class that but can set point them apart from... that you can't only
1: just get two signings if the remaining nine players on the field are absolute garbage.
2: No, that's true, but as I'm saying, it starts from the bottom, you need to kind of feed your own team with academy products, then you need to recruit correctly and not spend 50 million on a pedophile and then continually purchase the correct players, like how many times when, when we signed maybe Mane and Salah I'm talking now Liverpool unfortunately but when we signed them I was like oh gosh 20 or 30 million for some oak that used to play for Southampton and another oak that's a Chelsea reject wow and then look now now it's probably the best players in the world and I adore them and you adore them and many people do Yeah. and it's just about doing the right thing if I look at at Liverpool linked with Jared Bowen last, last transfer window, I was like, oh gosh, Jared Bowen, whole City Oak, that's joined West Ham, and now look at him, he's great to watch, he's brilliant, and it's just about, how can I say, scouts, or recruiters, whatever you want to call them, are seeing yeah. the right stuff, or seeing something that the local Oak at home, can't see, so
1: no, I suppose so. But, but John, I think what's that's your the main issue.
2: They're rotten
0: again, all down to the recruitment. If your manager does have a vision,
1: that's definitely a positive. Tell me then, I, I put this question out to both of you. Then, you guys are the Everton board, let's say you are competent, competent and just, you have an open wallet for the transfer market. What do you do? you going to sign and who would be if you had to sign one player for this manager or whatnot who would it be so who would the manager be to rescue Everton and who's the one player who you'd want in that Everton team to prevent the same old same old Frank
0: Lampard should be the next manager I mean you saw what he was capable of doing before he went to um, Chelsea and I think Chelsea was just too big and too quick for him managing Everton would be ideal for him it would be a good step up and not too much pressure you know club legend and all of that by Chelsea
1: okay who are you going to sign
0: they're missing someone who can really fill the shoes of Sigurdsson say a decently priced attacking midfielder maybe look in Serie A I mean not Serie A in 1 where Where is it again? At Lille, they have a pretty decent uh, attacking midfielder who can also play in front by the name of Jonathan David. Relatively fairly priced, about 23 mil. Should be something that Everton should be able to afford.
2: Kian, what's your... Th- to wrap it up, who I would get in? Damn. I'm trying to think what they need, bro. I was thinking Wayne Rooney, and I think Jesse Lingard.
1: Why Wayne Wayne Rooney, sorry?
2: Wayne Rooney, I think he's not a bad manager. I think he he knows the club from a young age. I think he can bring that knowledge and his playing experience from United and Everton and MLS, whatever, into the team. I think Everton need to start young or younger with a manager and kind of grow with him instead of trying to find shortcuts. And I think Lingard, I don't think they will sign him, but I just think him himself just needs a change. And I thought West Ham should have signed him. And I think he should have left West to go to West Ham. And I don't know if that door would, would still be open. So I think if you want to maybe get a little bit of a. Good attacking midfielder, then why not buy him? Because I don't know how much. I think he won't cost too much. But if you don't want to be buy in the prem, I think you'll, you can start scouting abroad. I think there's many options. It just depends what position. But I just thought of him because he really needs to to find a different club. Newcastle all the way.
0: <laughs>
2: so that's all from my look. We can dive the whole day into Everton. And I think there's a lot more that's technical and in-depth we can discuss, but... Discuss. discuss. But, um, yeah, that's all I have from that. In my opinion,
0: though, a Jesse Lingard, he's not really a playmaker like a Sigurdsson would be. But in any case, Cameron, uh, let's just throw the question back at you.
1: i got to agree with you, Subs. I'd go for um, Frank over Wayne. I just think Frank... He just comes across to me as being more suited for the job. Wayne Rooney, he's been doing well with Derby, but it's also his first managerial gig. So I would say Frank. I think he'd be up for it as well. And I think like honest said you could have a he would grow with the squad. Um and the signing that I would get, I'd probably start looking at like someone like trying to convince like an Eves Basuma. Or uh, and Ismaeliasaw those those kind of players to to you know come and you know be the you know the pivot point of a of a changing team a changing philosophy um, and yeah I think that's what Everton need to do they need to also understand it's going to take a long time to fix the mistakes that have been made in the past but um, if they want it they'll they'll get it there it's like the whole New Year's resolution thing if you want it badly enough. I'm pretty sure that positives will come your way.
2: Appreciate your guys' time today. It was lovely to be part of the podcast once again, and I think it's going to be a great 2022 for the Musing's team and for hopefully for each of us individually. Yeah, definitely.
0: I appreciate that, Kian. I wish you both also a good. I mean, we're a bit late in the year, but uh, I really hope. To the both of you all the best and to our listeners out there as well hopefully your 2022 will also be fruitful but with that we've come to a close of the fir- of the first episode of the musings on 39 podcast 2022 edition if you liked what you heard and would like to hear more you can find our episodes on whichever podcast streaming services you make use of you can find us also on youtube With that, I'd like to sign us off. Thank you for joining us once again. Thank you. Bye bye. Cheerio. Peace out.